Ma'am. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you this morning? Plugging along. Plugging along. Plugging Excited along. to be here. Excited to be live. Hey, I want to do something a little bit different today. Instead of talking about one specific case, I want to talk to you about the criminal justice system. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, this is Tracy. This is Samantha. This is a suspended sentence. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Do you think, Samantha, in your opinion, that the criminal justice system is equal and fair to everyone? No. You laugh when you say that. Why? Why do you think? I mean, it's the most complex judicial system ever. M millions of people interact with it. Hundreds of thousands of people interact with it every single day. It's like a fine oiled machine, right? So how can there be discrepancies? I mean the actual process, like here's the law, here's the consequence. You break the law, here's the consequence. It's black and white. How could it not be fair? Because it's not black and white. <laughs> you have outside opinions, you've got different judges handing out. No, I'm talking about the actual law. Like here's, murder is illegal. If you commit murder and you're found guilty of murder, this is the steps that go. You get arrested. You get arrested immediately, right? You don't get to, like there's a process, there's policies, there's procedures, like it's fair, right? We're, we're talking about like from the beginning to incarceration, like it's the same for everyone, right? If you're, if you're suspected of murder, you're treated exactly the same, right? No, you have human <laughs> influence. Yeah. What do you think, what do you think influences that? What do you think makes a difference? Uh, how you're, I mean, how you're raised, your views on things, if you have. Money. Okay, okay. Money, right? Your, your last name, who you are. Yeah? Yeah. Did you know, you know who Laura Bush is, right? Yeah. <laughs> President Bush's wife? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she was the first lady. <laughs> Do you know that she killed someone? No, what? <laughs> yep, 1963. Okay, well I wasn't alive in 1963. Yeah, but we should know this, right? The former first lady killed someone. I think I was like five when he was president. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 1963, Laura and one of her friends were driving in a rush to the movies, ran a stop sign and killed a fellow schoolmate. His name was Mike Douglas. She was, at the time, she was the daughter of a respected property developer. So she was able to afford a high profile lawyer, pay lots of money, right? Never got in trouble for it. Not like probation or anything? Nothing. Nothing. Community service? Nothing. Holy cow. Nothing. All right, cool, cool. Love to see it. If I did that, I'd be like in jail still. You would, right, exactly. Do you know the story of Ethan Couch? This was Fort Worth. Ethan Couch, that sounds familiar. Yep, 2013, he was drinking and driving. Oh, the college student? Yep, okay. killed four people in Fort Worth, Texas. Yep. Yep. Um, the passenger riding along with him in the vehicle suffered brain damage and he killed four people by drunk driving, okay? But his parents were millionaires and they were um, able to afford a lawyer who sold the jury that the 16-year-old was suffering from a term called affluenza. 
you know what that is? Mm -mm. It's a made up psychological term that says that you are so rich and so privileged and so the consequences of reality and therefore you shouldn't be held responsible for your choices. <laughs> you have so much money that you don't understand that killing someone, drinking, driving, and killing someone is bad. So you shouldn't be held accountable for it. And the jury bought it, Samantha. They were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Right. The hell. So he was, he did get a punishment. You know what his punishment was? I don't remember. It was he got to go to rehab. Stupid. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say it was something stupid. But then he didn't really want to go to rehab, so he didn't go to rehab. And then he, he attempted to escape and go to Mexico so that he didn't have to go to rehab. And he did end up serving two years in jail, but now he's free. So by the time he was 18, he was out. No big deal. Whatever. Four people lost their lives. The other guy that was in the car with him got severe brain damage and he got two years in jail because he's, he's too rich to be there. He's, he, he's way too rich to be there. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. But there's tons and tons of celebrities and, and we're just talking about celebrities. We'll talk about how this, how this trickles down to like our own communities here in a second. But did you know that Justin Bieber Can was I in show? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Yeah. Yeah, the Canadian pop star Justin Bieber, who rose from fame in 2010, has had his fair share of criminal offenses. We all know that, yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but none that he couldn't get away with. 2013, when he was photographed in Miami smoking marijuana at a party, but got away with that without any criminal charges. Then he also got away with attacking a paparazzi in March of 2013 in London for allegedly shouting insults at him. In 2014, he was arrested in Miami <clears throat> for drag racing and driving under the influence. He was driving with an expired license and, and resisting arrest. He got away with it by taking anger management counseling. Nice. A few days, a few days later, <laughs> Justin Bieber again was charged, this time with assault, for allegedly attacking his limousine driver by repeatedly hitting him in the head while they were in Toronto. The following month, the singer was, the singer was charged with an act of vandalism when he egged his neighbor's house in L.A. He's, his crimes have been all over because there's a whole, like, Selena Haley drama all over his wife Haley Bieber. Yeah. Um, and so now the theory is that that was an arranged marriage so that he could get his green card because he's not an American citizen. And if you commit crimes in America, you get deported. Right. Unless you get married. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So Snoop Dogg. Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog. He's America, America's <laughs> rapping artist, right? He was arrested for first and second degree murder charges along with his bodyguard in 1995 for the shooting death of their rival gang member. Um, and this happened two years after Do um, Snoop Dogg's bodyguard shot and killed him in 1993. Do you remember that at all? That I mean... That was before your time, but it's pretty notorious gig, I right? I knew that he had killed somebody, but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Nothing ever happened with him. Mark Wahlberg. What? I know, because Mark everybody Wahlberg? loves... But Mark Wahlberg back in the day was... He was a bad boy. He was Mark. a bad boy. At the age of 16, in 1988, he brutally attacked a Vietnamese man with a stick. What? Yes. The future actor spewed racial 
racial slurs at this man before knocking him unconscious. Seeing the police, he ran and found another Vietnam, Vietnamese man. He asked the man to help him hide. But, before, but after the police cards had passed, he punched the man, blinding him in the attack. He punched him so hard that he went blind. Smart. Asked him for help and then attacked him. You, you look like heartbroken there. <laughs> oh. According to authorities and court records, he was charged with attempted murder and double assault. Still, he served only 45 days of a two-year sentence because, fortunately for the actor, he managed to find a prosecutor who suggested that Mark didn't deserve any jail time. And he was able to get it off for free and clear the attempted murder just like that. Wow. It's not what you know. Right? Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Your, your face. Just, like, you got to talk. People can't. catching me people, off guard. I know. I know. Caitlyn Jenner. All right. The former Olympian and Keeping Up with the Kardashian stars, Caitlyn Jenner, was driving a Cadillac in Malibu while towing a trailer that carried a dune buggy when she slammed into two cars. According to authorities, her vehicle struck 69-year-old Kimberly Howe's car from behind, shoving the car into oncoming traffic across the divider where it got struck head-on by a vehicle. Howie was killed in the collision, and the woman in the other vehicle, also rear-ended by Jenner, was injured. Jenner herself escaped any kind of severe injury from the, from the accident. Instead of being charged with vehicular manslaughter, as suggested by authorities, she walked away from it. Wow. Wow. Right. Don King. You don't, you don't know who that is? Mm -mm. Let me show you a picture. No? Mm -mm. Still nothing? nothing? Okay. Despite having killed two men at two different times oh, in Lord. his life, right, he has spent less than four years total in prison. He shot and killed a man in 1954 who claimed to be trying to rob one of the gambling houses that he owned. The case went to court. Don, Clear, Don King declared that he had killed the man in self-defense. The court agreed with this claim, and he walked free for justifiable homicide. Wow. Right. For the second incident, King was charged with second-degree murder when he stomped to death an employee after pistol-whipping him just because he owed King $600. Are you kidding? No. This was ruled second-degree murder at first, but the final sentence did not reflect that punishment whatsoever. Instead, his offense was reduced to manslaughter. He spent less than four years out of 15-year sentence in jail. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Money, right? Yeah. But, but that, that's not even the most interesting, interesting part to me. And there's, there's a million different cases like this, right? On a personal, not personal, but on a community level, we see this all the time. Yeah. Here in, in our small community, there are, this is my field, so I know these stories, and they don't go in the paper. They don't go, people don't talk about them. Some people do. Sometimes you know them, right? We've got a commissioner who was drunk driving, going the wrong way down the interstate, resisted arrest, tried to flee from police officers, endangered the lives of multiple people, drunk driving, went, got, arre got arrested after police finally had to do like shut down the interstate, put out spikes, whatever, get him, get him in custody for his own protection. But because he was a commissioner, gets taken to the jail, 
fingerprinted and then released, dro driven home by law enforcement, and, and doesn't get anything. Good like, point. doesn't get anything. Doesn't, still gets to be commissioner, still gets to help write our laws, still get, I mean, still gets to do all of these things with zero punishment. The director of our probation and parole here, same thing, goes to a bar in a neighboring town for a probation convention. Um, drunk, having an affair with his wife, he's with another woman, drunk driving, gets in a fight in the bar parking lot, nothing, no consequence. Another probation officer here locally has a sexual relationship with All one of All of our local his... like, listeners are going to be like, what? Who? Who? What? What? We're going to get a bunch of messages. That's okay. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Um, another probation officer has a sexual relationship with one of his probationees. He with her. I mean, he does get in a little bit of trouble. He, you know, gets on probation for a minute and loses his job. But anybody else? I mean, if you're in a position of power and you commit... I don't want to say a sex crime because, I mean, it, it, they said that it was both con consenting. However, if you're in a position of power and you control someone's freedom, is it really consent? Is it? Yeah, I know. That's why it's illegal. If you're in a position of power, if you are a, a landlord, if you are a probation officer, if you are a law enforcement officer, if you are a teacher, if you are, if you are in a position of power where you control something of, of someone else's, you should not be having sex with them. <laughs> that is not, I mean, red flag, stop, abort. You know, like, don't do that, right? Yeah. But it happens all the time. It depends on your last name. It depends on how much money you have. It depends on your influence. It depends on who your friends are. The good old boys club. The good old boys club, right? <laughs> so I say, and a lot of and a lot of other people say this too. You're being kind of quiet, and you look. You're just petrified. Me with a lot of information. <laughs> you look a little petrified that I'm <sighs> going down this road. <laughs> so, so there are two different criminal justice systems in the United States of America, right? One is for people with wealth, fame, or influence who can afford to hire top-notch attorneys and public relation firms, and the other one is for everybody else. It's fair enough fair enough statement, right? Now, this is super interesting to me. In Southern California, home of Hollywood, home of, of the majority of, of the big stars, right? There is actually a different jail system. I did not know this. So they're not in with general pop? They're not just not in with the general population. They're in a separate jail. There is a separate jail housing facility for the rich and famous. Is there like tennis courts and golf carts? No. Does this not blow your mind? No, but seriously, is there like tennis courts? Well, and I'm going to tell carts? you. In Southern California, they have been renting upscale cells to affluent people convicted of crimes in Los Angeles County. These pay-to-stay programs, also called self-pay jails, cost wealthy prisoners between $45 and $175 a day. They include such amenities, such as iPods, cell phones, computers, private cells, and work release programs. Some even let prisoners, who are referred to as clients, not prisoners, bring in their own food. So you can like have your private chef bring you in some food? Correct. Cute. Correct. It's adorable. So the disparity in the U.S. criminal justice system, specifically in L.A. County, right, begins with arrest. 
if you are arrested, if you get charged with something and police come to your house to arrest you, there it's gonna be like SWAT teams surround your house, guns drawn, taken down to the ground, like that's how felony arrests are made, right? But if you are rich and famous and, influ and affluent, you're probably just gonna have to turn yourself in when it's convenient for you, right? Yeah. Like let's not make a scene, let's not draw attention, let's just you know keep it under, under wraps, right? So here's an example. When Robert Ritchie, Kid Rock, mm -hmm. when he was stopped by Vanderbilt police in Nashville, Tennessee in February 2005, the officer chose not to perform a sobriety test. Instead, he just issued him a warning after he got his autograph. And he was just let on his way. <sighs> if you got pulled over for DUI, you would be arrested, your vehicle would be towed, you'd be down in county jail, with everybody else. Yep. That's just the truth. Following arrest, poor defendants or regular defendants, let's not call us all poor, we're working class people. We have to sit in jail, sometimes for years, while your cases wind through the court system, which at times can be very, very backed up, while those with sufficient funds who can afford it make bond in, you know, pretty instantly. They get out if they even have to go into the into a jail cell. Yeah. And I can understand, I can, I can understand where some people wouldn't be like with general population because the risk like a probation officer or law enforcement officer or someone like that, like for their safety, I understand you wouldn't throw them in general population. Like that's just common sense. Um, but there's separate units, there's separate places that they can go right? Or they should, I don't know, whatever. Ingident prisoners are represented. I love the wording here. Ingident. It means poor, right? <laughs> you mean normal people? Yeah, <laughs> you seriously. mean not the rich and famous? Are represented by overworked and underfunded public defenders, right? If you can't afford a lawyer, one will be appointed to you. Yeah. These people are underfunded. They're overworked, high caseloads, they're court-appointed attorneys who may or may not be competent. They might just be out of law school. They may or may not know. I really, they're practicing. I really. Right. Some of them. Some public defenders are amazing. But while wealthy defendants can hire private counsel or even teams of lawyers, for example, like look at the O.J. Simpson case. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a case that drew national, well, probably worldwide attention. Um, but he had what everybody referred to as the dream team, right? Do you, his defense cost during that trial, do you know how much he paid for that? Mm -mm. Approximately between three and six million dollars. Dang. Robert Kardashian was like his buddy. Yes. Yeah. So Pasadena, California has the largest program of this private jail situation that I, this is really blowing my mind. It, so it, my thing though, if I get arrested, if I can come up with the, what, 120 something dollars a day, can I go to that fun prison? Well, no, because you don't live in L.A. County. Well, if I lived in L.A. County, can I? If I can, if I can, like, yes. even though I'm not famous or anything, can I, like, pay to go there? I believe so. I don't know. That's probably a great not. question. They'd probably be like, no. This is literally You're the scum. first, this is scum. literally the first time that I've ever heard of this. And this is my field. Like, I'm, like, big into prison <laughs> reform, and this is the first I've ever heard of it. That's why I was like, what the hell is this? What is happening? What <laughs> is this? So Pasadena, California has the largest program with like 2,200 prisoners 
in their pay to stay jail. Okay. And it generates about a quarter of a million dollars a year in income, which is, which is great, right? We have a I mean, at least prison the, overpopulation. At least the taxpayers aren't paying for it. Okay, but seriously. Yes. I mean, seriously. The jail, though, has actually advertised its program with a pamphlet that echoes holiday resort language. Mm. Quote, serve your time in our clean, safe, secure facility. We are the finest jail in Southern California. Are you kidding me? The woman is too stunned to speak. I don't... What is happening? This is a joke, right? This is for real. This is America 2023. Pay-to-stay prisoners in Pasadena have access to an exercise bike, and they can watch DVDs. Hmm. Their cost? Just $135 a day. Six months rent? I think that it... It honestly, like, the numbers are really, really difficult to pinpoint, and this is really just a guess, but it does cost approximately $123 a day to house an inmate. Mm -hmm. So, really, it's comparable to what the state pays, and I think California, I mean, I don't know, I don't know the California numbers, I know the Wyoming numbers really well, Um, but really, I mean, it's what the cost is per day to... So, they're just covering their own cost of their own fees. Right, Right. And private prisons are, are, you know, like this new fad, privately owned prison. It's, it's this new, I, I mean, I don't want to call it a fad, but that's what it is. Like, it's this new direction that prisons are going. But this is ridiculous to me, in my opinion. Okay, so there's a tiny four-bunk jail in Laverne where Acton Christian Slater served his 59 days in 1998 for battery and drug offenses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It charges work release prisoners $45 a day. Those who serve straight time pay only $7.50 a day, but they have to perform work dirty work duties such as cleaning or laundry. So I know that like in our town there is a work release program and it's I want to say it's $125 a week. It's for people who are serving who have been sentenced nonviolent offenders. Um, they can they can get on this work release program to keep their job while they're serving short jail surf, um, sentences like 90 to 90 days to like under a year, mm-hmm. which is all really county jails house people for. They'll keep them if you get sentenced to, you know, jail time under a, under a year. And, and I think that it's, unless the rate raised, not all jails do it, but our county jail does it. And it's $125 a week that the prisoner or that the inmate has to pay up front in order to go to work um, to keep their jobs to not, I don't know. But again, not all, not all county jails do it. Yeah. And you go the next city over and he's like, the sheriff over there is like, hell no, we're not doing that. So who knows? Santa Ana, California refers to its $82 a day self-pay jail as, quote, the most modern and comfortable facility in the region. <laughs> This seems like a this seems like a movie to me, like a isn't jail supposed to be like uncomfortable so you don't want to go back? Right. Not like a vacation resort because that sounds like I could just like chill and like listen to music and read and like right by a pool, do my time. I would go just so I could get a vac. I you know Literally. I mean seriously like this is not a damn punishment. I mean come on, 
The jail hosts a full range of alternatives to traditional incarceration with, quote, traditional presuming reference to conditions experienced by the vast majority of poor prisoners. I love the terminology. I love that. Mm. Jesus Christ. Who can't afford to shell out $82 a day. The Santa Ana jail offers flexible work release schedules for prisoners who work weekends and nights, plus 24-hour on-site medical staff. Additionally, the facility has, quote, helped clients with sentences from other countries as well as other states. So apparently you can go there. Oh, sweet. Perfect. I. Great. Do they extradite you? Do you just drive there? Just, do you? It's like a road trip. Oh, I could do a road trip. Because. If I get convicted of a crime. If you ever get convicted of a crime, right, where you can't leave the state because that would be a term of your, of your sentence. But you, I, how does that work? I just need $82 a day. I guess I'll pay it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've never I even know. had a speeding ticket. This so. is ridiculous. But but their sales pitch at the time was, right? And this is this is what they say. Bad things happen to good people. What? <laughs> you, <laughs> you rarely have nothing to say. So this have, was a good one, yeah. I guess. I guess. Goodness. The gracious. benefits of staying at these at these uh for pay jails to serve your sentence, right, is, quote, the benefits are that you are isolated and you don't have to expose yourself to the traditional country system. <laughs> Those common folks, you don't have to, you don't have to. You can avoid gang issues. You're restricted in number only if you are encountering and you are similar, wait, you are restricted in the number of people you are encountering and they are similar to you. They mean economically, <laughs> right? You don't have to feel bad about your wealth here. It's fine. right. We're all wealthy. We're all wealthy. It's all good. It's we fine. We can talk about it. You don't need. To, you it's don't fine. need to be with the rest of the murderers. The peasants. You don't need to be with the right. Let's not identify you and categorize you by your crime in the judicial system. <laughs> <laughs> Let's categorize you by the amount of money that you have in your bank account. That makes sense to me, obviously. Right. Uh, I don't want to be with those peasants either. I don't want to be with people like me. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so Los Angeles County Jail has what they call a luxury, a luxury suite. Oh. So even, In their prison. Even more bougie than the bouginess that's already happening? It's room 7021. It's known as a guards as, quote, the hospital. That's what it's called. It's a luxury suite. Because in its former clinic, it started being called the Heisman. After who stayed there? O.J. Simpson. He stayed there. Sorry, I have to pick my jaw off the floor. Right. <laughs> right. Lord. He spent the better part of a year there during his trial. He stayed in the luxury suite at the Los, Can Los Angeles County Jail, room 7021. Okay? So it has housed its fair share of celebrities, including actors Robert Downey Jr., Sean Penn, Robert Blake, Kelsey Grammer, Tommy Lee of Motley Crue, Scott <laughs> Weiland of the Stone Temple Pilots, and comedian Richard Pryor. It has also... This she's might blow your mind. She's like making like a scary face. It what has also say? held some of the most infamous prisons in Southern California, such as 
The Night Stalker, <gasps> Richard Ramirez, Keith Bianche, one of the Hillside Stranglers. Oh, Hillside Stranglers. Yeah. They could afford to stay in this room. How is Richard Ramirez affording to stay in that room? I don't know. That boy was a hot mess. This suite is 80 square feet of white painted private living space, a steel door with a nine by nine window, a private phone. Oh, that's nice. And some of the most precious commodities of prisoners. Solitude. You don't have, you don't have to mess with anybody else. And you have your own phone. So, so you you've got serial killers staying in here. Serial killers, violent offenders staying in a luxury suite with a private phone. Can we just wrap our head around that for a second? Can we just like, what the hell is happening? So they don't even have to wait in the phone line to make their calls. So they can just here's my private cell my private cell number. Right, but this is what they say. Why this is why this is important, right? Quote. The guys in here will prey on the, on this population and they will eat them alive. So to off protective custody they go. I don't want anyone getting hurt. And of course, but what he really means is he doesn't want infamous people getting hurt. Because if you didn't want anybody getting hurt, everybody would have access to this 7021 stall, right? Yeah. Stall. Luxury suite in prison. Right? I... Stunned. I'm stunned. So there's there is a million different things that's wrong with our judicial system. And you know, I work and I'm very, very passionate about prison reform. Um, I've written a book about it. I have designed a program. I have and ran the program with a hundred percent success rate. I am super passionate about prison reform. And when I read things like this, like I joke about it, but it it makes me physically nauseous. Yeah. Out of all of the things out of all of the things that make up our country, there should be things that are fair, colorblind, and the same for every person. So why we have a constitution. Agreed. Is to make things fair and equal for everyone, right? If murder is wrong, then murder is wrong. And the way that you're treated, regardless of race, ethnicity, financial means, poverty, education, any of these things, it should be equal and the same to everyone. And when it's not, it pisses me off. I agree with that. Because it should be the same as me standing next to somebody as it is anybody else. I agree. It's not the way that it is. There is such things as professional courtesy. Yeah. Professional courtesy when you look the other way, when somebody that you work with or that's in your field is doing something that they shouldn't be doing. You know, I have done it. I have been the I, I have gotten that professional courtesy in my field. However, it isn't something that I have ever taken advantage of, nor will I ever take advantage of. But these things piss me off. Especially when it's things like murder or drunk driving, manslaughter, right? Vehicular manslaughter. Like there's things that or even honestly, you hear some of the cases of prominent men that are doing things to children, inappropriate things to children. Yes. That I think crimes against children, murder, things like that, like their standard needs to be held higher and it's not professional courtesy. That's well, just, you're just like, is there any, you're also, you're complicit. You're complicit in. Complacent. Yeah. Is there ever a crime? Can you she think? Goes, she goes, that's the right word. I go, 
Yeah. <laughs> is there ever a crime where it's victimless? I mean, I'd have to think about that, but I don't think that there is any, any, I mean, maybe driving without insurance, provided that you don't get into a car accident. Yeah, but that's the thing. If you get in an accident and it's your fault, then it's not Somebody a victimless. Somebody else. They're picking up the, the tab on that. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there is a victimless crime. There are some like city ordinances and some other things. You know, we, was it you that was driving with me the other day and, and we saw a unhoused person standing on the road and a sheriff was flipping around to, here, here where we live, there's an actual city ordinance that says that you can't be Right, and I think we talked about that in we we've talked about episodes. it before, yeah. And we we buy and bus tickets and and get them out of here to the next town, over. to the next not to the next well, town, next to the next state over where there is a and this is what it's called. I'm not using that word. It's a homeless shelter. Um, but <laughs> was it you that that said, "Oh, in Wyoming, where it's illegal to be homeless." Oh yeah, yeah, and it. So I mean. Is that a victimless crime? I mean, it blows your I mind. I think it's kind of wild that we just like, oh, we'll give that to Montana. That's fine. Right. Well, they have they have resources and means to. I mean, I feel like we could apply for grants and we could have resources and means too. One's being built here. Okay, but, good. Because but, like, right now it's like, yeah, that could be the next state over's problem. Yeah. Instead of like. Social having, responsibility. I talk about that quite a bit too. But it blew my mind. It absolutely blows my mind how this is fair, how it's equal, how it's how it's justice. Because is it? I mean, if if the if the prison system and if jails are so uncomfortable that a certain population can't be in there, whether that's because the beds or the blankets or the water isn't good or the food isn't good enough. If the standard, if that's the standard, then it should be the standard for everyone. I agree with that. And if it's not, if there are specific people who, regardless of the, the, the degree of the crime that they commit, the hillside strangler. Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. If it's not, if the standards of the county jail is not good enough for serial killers who rape and murder and torment innocent people freaking people but they get special treatment in jail then the entire prison system needs to be revamped agreed because if it's not good enough for them serial killers then it isn't good enough for somebody who's been falsely accused okay yeah and and i'm gonna do a whole nother episode on falsely accused people and hopefully i'll have some guests come in here people who have served on death row who were then found innocent and if it's not good enough for people who have not been found guilty, because you're innocent until proven guilty, right? If it's not good enough for those people, then it shouldn't be good enough for anybody and shut the prison system down. I agree. Because the prison system should be reserved for the most dangerous. It should not be a housing facility for the rich and famous. A luxury suite. Look at her. She's riled. Yeah, it pisses me off. It pisses me off. It's my it's my it's field, and field. it's and it's and I'm not as educated as I should be on it. And I just know the things that you've told me, but so you're the one to talk to. 
I didn't even know this. I'm reading this and I was like, there is no way. Like, I just wanted to talk about, you know, some celebrities or whatever that got away with stuff. And then I was like, what am I reading? This is not true. This is not a real thing. This cannot be. And it's been around for years. You lie. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, well, at least I know. Hey, so if you're if you're arrested, they will take you in California. Eighty two dollars a day. Eighty two dollars a day. Save your. Flood the judge. Flood their prison with us poor folks. <laughs> we'll bring Maybe it. that'll. We'll bring the poor to you. We'll make it. We'll make it the same. I don't think that they care as long as they get their money. I wonder <laughs> if you have to prepay. I wonder if you. It doesn't. It's so ridiculous to me. It is so ridiculous. We'll bring the we'll bring we'll humble everybody in there. I guess our, maybe maybe we'll follow trend. Maybe we'll build one here in Wyoming. We'll do a a luxury suite jail. We'll name it the same room number. Keep it Jesus consistent Christ. across the board. That's what we'll name the that's what we'll na- name the jail. <laughs> room two zero or seven zero two one. Room numbers, man. Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time. See you next week. Stay safe.